next on Rugby Wrap-Up, unparalleled Major League Rugby analysis, opinion, and previews from Dan Power, Brian Ray, and Matt McCarthy. Yeah. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Pig & Whistle, the world's best rugby pub. The Murphy Kennedy Group, founded with the idea that construction can be done better. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in Manhattan, Dan Power on the beach in Denver, and Brian Ray in his Giltini Lounge up in Nova Scotia. Guys, we had such a great weekend of rugby. Results that none of us saw, some of us saw, and that we we're likely not to see again. Brian, let's start with you and the Giltinis versus Toronto. First of all, I will say that some days I feel like I know what I'm talking about. Others, I think I should take up checkers. And this is definitely one of those weekends where it was the latter 0 for 5 in my picks. So, yeah, tough one to take. LA, Toronto. Uh, I don't know what happened to the pitch in Nola. I don't know what the weather was going on beforehand, but the pitch was not in great shape. Game really didn't get a lot of flow. It was kind of just smashy, smashy. But, hey, uh, Giltini's played well in the conditions. Arrows were in the game until Cortez... Their tight head prop took a really dumb yellow card right before halftime. 21 points, game over. LA walks the rest of the game. So bitterly disappointed as a as an Arrows fan, but no hat is off uh, for the Guiltinis this week. Uh, they were the better side, so kudos to them. 15 points, the max from their three games. Dan, are we letting him slide on this as his Guiltinis backdrop because he's been putting the other teams logos behind him that have beaten his arrows. Isn't that a, a logo over there in the, the bar? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like the effort is, is more, you know, here for Brian. I'll give him, I'll let, I'll give him a pass on this one because the creativity behind having the whole bar set up as well is pretty good. If you had Roger Moore or James or, or Sean Connery walking behind you, you know, back and forth, I, I might give you <laughs> something for that, but okay. Brian, Brian, you were pretty vocal about the match on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, there wasn't any audio coming from my system, so <laughs> I had to kind of make up some myself. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I, you know, I don't mean to pick on it, but, uh, you know, the guys just obviously weren't interested in watching the game. So, you know, we kind of had to get some banter going elsewhere. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough doing these matches when you're not familiar with the teams. But if you've got to do a doubleheader, too, I mean, that's just that's a lot to ask. Damn, you're no slouch at doing doubleheaders. No, I hope you're still talking about commentary when you mentioned that. But uh, that was a previous life we won't dive into. But how, honestly, for, for rugby fans, just enjoy LA this year. They're, they're unbelievably well coached. Darren Coleman out there, a great roster. I know it's tough when they play against your team, Brian, but just sit back and enjoy watching some of the best rugby we've seen uh, stateside in a long, long time. Yep. Well, it's fun to watch the champagne rugby from the Captinis. I mean, the Giltinis. Uh, moving right along, Dan, as a Gilgroniac, you should be able to address the next one with Nola and Austin. Again, who was, uh, I think they got quite a bit of rain. I think Brian alluded to that overnight. And I don't know if that affected the game, but this was one that reminded me of like the, uh, the old Datsun where you just can't get it out of second gear. It's trying to roll up the hill and, this game just wanted to turn into something good, but it just didn't. And um, the finish kind of made up for it. What a way to end. I thought if you go back and watch slow motion, how quick Roderick Waters' reflexes are, the ball bounces away from him, just snatches it and then grounds it in one motion. 
really unbelievable from Roderick and a uh, smart move from Mac Mason too. Knew he had advantage, cross-field kick worked. I think uh, Nola kind of relaxed when he did that because they're like, oh, it'll come back for the penalty and just goes to show rugby ball can do funny things on you and Roderick Waters, right place, right time. What a finish. Yeah, what Gift A. Baylor was just crying about in our what are the odds segment was that it was that, that Nola won for 80 minutes and yeah. he shouldn't have lost yeah. the match. I'm like, that, that is a, that is a ridiculous argument. And the fact that that kid made that play like that was just amazing. And, you know, it, you know, what impressed me the most about Roderick is that in traffic, he was, he was getting hard yards, hard beaters. You know, everybody talks about, Oh, wait, wait till he gets into the open. I liked what he did in traffic and in closed quarters. Brian, what was your take on this one? Yeah, uh, I, you know, we talked about the conditions, but I thought that uh, Austin played with a little bit more ambition, even though the conditions weren't great. They, they tried to play. They tried to move the ball around. They tried to play with a bit more width in that game. It didn't always work. A lot of the times, knock-ons just didn't come off. So it, the game really didn't go anywhere, but they played with a little bit more ambition and it paid off in the end, that great kick from Mac Mason. Yeah, just stellar finish from Waters. You got to say, Waters, a guy who comes up through Houston, doesn't really get a lot of a look there, goes to Austin and he's flying right now. He's in that side on form. So you have to be uh, pleased for a guy like that. Yeah, and I, I got to salute JP Plessis for his hair, the, uh, the bleaching of the hair. If I could only do stuff like that, I'd be doing it. I'm living vicariously through you guys. So San Diego going into Houston. Yours truly picked San Diego to win this one easily. And, of course, as this season is going, when you think you can predict something, predict the other thing. And, Dan, your man crush, Sam Winsner, arguably the best 10 in the league, was playing center. Yeah, I actually I sent him a risque photo before the game, which is why he couldn't kick a penalty. He couldn't get it out of his head. He told me afterwards, you've got to stop sending me those things, Dan. Um, the restraining order will, will be you know, expanded to digital as well. But how good was it to see Houston get a win? I, like after the whistle went and Joe Peterson, who we all expected to make that kick, misses the kick, like the emotion that just poured out through Houston. Uh, it, it was beautiful to see. And uh, the parity of the league, you know, San Diego, the hottest team in the league last year, now find themselves sitting at the bottom of the table on the West Coast. You know, arguably, that was the most important win for the league in terms of keeping a franchise in the mix and in the conversation. But then you had the next one, Seattle going into Utah. Seattle, everybody had for dead. I had him as a beached sea wolf, so to speak. Brian, what, what did you take on that one? Yeah, absolutely. And I thought this was a, a passion victory for them. You could see it. They were, they knew that they were down, you know, on the scorecards this year. They knew that people were writing them off. You could see it in the way they played. They went for something simple. They've got their big, big runners just running hard at that Utah line. And the kind of smaller Utah back row, which we, we aren't really used to seeing, uh, kind of got a little bit out-muscled with the big guys. Duratalo had a great game for them, running hard through gaps. Um, they had Rickard Hatting peeling off the back. Uh, I thought their Seattle's back row was excellent. And you, you could see it late in the game. The subs came on. Jake Ilnicki is screaming and yelling after winning a penalty at a scrum. He knew what it meant. So uh, good for those guys. you got to feel good for the Seawolves players to get that win you know and, and they defended their own try line in the waning minutes with eric duchelle getting sin binned right and he walks off and salutes with a smile into camera and he's just left he just got a yellow card and his team is defending i'm like what are you saw what are you looking at the camera smiling and saluting for i i understand he's a veteran and i appreciate that but he just left his he left 14 guys out there to slug it out for a minute and a half fighting for their lives 
I, I don't know. Call me old fashioned. And I know that this was the curse of Adrian Balfour on me because I picked against Seattle. And Adrian, <laughs> please take off the hex. Please yeah. take the hex off my family. Please. I've lesson learned. Similar to Houston, right? Like Seattle, like the relief to get a win. And you guys mentioned Andrew Duratolo, probably one of the more damaging ball runners in the league when he's when he's fit and ready and he, and he looked like he had a point to prove. So great to see Seattle get a win. Great franchise up there. And uh, again, more parity to the league, right? We don't want... Uh, we don't want teams not winning a game all year, and we don't want teams going uh, undefeated. So it's great for the league. New York versus Rugby ATL. Now, earlier last week, I picked ATL, and then I got a chance to see the rosters. And I'm reading through New York, and typical New York. I think you and I on the show a couple of weeks ago, Matt, just uh, I picked them in the opening round against San Diego, flying under the radar. It's the same thing. I, I'm reading through the roster, especially the forward pack. I'm like, find me a better forward pack in MLR than New York's. And, you know, it's it's weird that they're not getting a lot of hype and maybe they enjoy that just being kind of moving in the shadows, walking quietly with a big stick, so to speak. But so I changed my pick on, on Super Brew. Uh, get on there, rugby wrap up Super Brew. Join the, join the crew on the Super Brew. Savvy, savvy uh, change, Dan. Yep. And um, boom, switched over to New York once I got to take a peek at those rosters. Sunday games. They came in, I think, Friday, right? I believe. A little late, but uh, yeah, New York, great. Holland said, best game I've seen Ben Foden in a New York jersey by far. Uh, Mike Lash, I don't know if anyone's seen, he was one of the stars and he was the referee. Yeah, of course. We just pet, we just love what we do. Oh, hey, oh, hey, 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 mate, so do I. Yeah, you I, know I, that I, I, very well. Good. No, no. Sorry? I think everybody's been here long enough to know that you're the nine. Okay. <laughs> Both of you are going to have 10 minutes on the sideline. Okay, yes, you. You still suit that? The yellow card against 10. Okay. Tim, Tim Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it, I've got it. I've got it. Second. Hey? You want to run it out, don't you? No, you can't. Love the open mic here. A lot of uh, a lot of back and forth. Yeah, you can use it now, playing advantage. Andy, come here. Was to commit a penalty. Okay, so you'll tell me you, you can't be lying over the plate. Was I? Yes, yes. What was that? We just, we just love what we do. Well, I think the Rugby Network's down yeah, to the show. It's uh, Andy Ellis and Mike Lash. He was conversation with Ben Foden when he's feeding the ball. He goes, do you know what you're doing? Foden yeah. turns around like, yeah, I, I played a bit of nine, yeah. believe it or not. You know, just, just professionally for like 10 years before I went to 15, but okay. Yeah, great game. Happy for New York. Uh, ATL not too far off the pace. A few little tweaks down there with Scott, Scott Lawrence, and that side will be, I'll be okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't really expect that, but you know, last week you mentioned that I thought New York got their their. Or I guess it would be a couple weeks ago against Nola. They got their game plan all wrong in that game. I thought they got it right this time. They it was a nice balance. Uh, they earned going wide, as as Ben Foden liked to say. Holland said, "What a game for him." Uh, Ellis looked good, looked sharp. Like you said, Foden, you know these old old timers out there looking young. Well, Holland said, "The young guy," but I thought he had a stormer out there. Great to see Nick Savetta out there playing MLR finally, where where he should be. I, I still got a couple weird 
selection quibbles with New York. I, they got to get Nowati, my, my man, Quinn, off the wing. The guy's a center. I'd love to see him out there. Great to see him get a try. And I, I kind of like to see, I thought Benjamin Bonasso, the big uh, Argentine flanker, I'd like to see him at number eight. Uh, I know they had Kara Pryor there, but he's not really a ball carrier for me. I'd like to see Bonasso get a run there. Um, but I thought Bonasso had a big game out there, running around, made some big sticks as well in defense. Uh, so I, that was a fun one. Good win for, for New York. Uh, I like that ATL came back in the end, got a couple scores, kind of got some, you know, their shoulders up a bit more at the end. So that was good to see. So, yeah, all in all, overall, uh, a great weekend of rugby for MLR. Yeah, Dan, I think you nailed it talking about how when you look at these guys on paper, they are a sneaky good team. And, Brian, yeah. you said balance. That was what Rick Salizzo, the CEO, said after the win. He said we played a, a, ba a more balanced game, and they did. And also you got Dylan Fawcett. Flying up down to down to Atlanta for you know on Saturday night after his wife gave birth to on Friday. Congratulations to them. So yeah, good stuff from New York. Let's see if they can continue that. I think they will. They've got that veteran leadership. But we got to take a quick break and we'll come back with previews right after this. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label none of that stuff influences me I drink beer because of the taste and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon it has a taste on the flavor what do you think is on the label I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn jumping over fire That's good beer. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Power, Brian Ray, Matt McCarthy. Brian, your Toronto Arrows have a home game this week in Atlanta. Walk us through it. Yeah, this is a tough one for the Arrows. I think they need a win here. Um, you know, it counts as a home game, even though they're playing south of the border. Uh, Seattle's going to be feel a lot better. They're playing with in themselves. Mexico? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> south of our border. <laughs> Forgot <laughs> who I'm talking to here. About? <laughs> uh, so Seattle will feel a lot better after that big win uh, over Utah on the weekend. Toronto's going to be pretty annoyed with themselves after their performance. You know, uh, even if they had lost a little bit closer, it would have been better. But to, to lose like that, I thought the score was not a good look for them. So they'll be upset. Um, interestingly, this game has moved to a 1030 Eastern kickoff. So I think that's a really tough one for Seattle coming from the West Coast. I think that's not going to be easy for them. So I'm going to go with the arrows. Surprise, surprise. I don't know. You know what? You're a little bit conservative because I'm one of those West Coast 730 a.m. drinkers. Right, Dan? <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever kicked off at 7.30 in the morning, even when I was like six. Well, you've never um, had this match to look forward to. I know. And uh, I'm not doing this one, thank God, because otherwise it probably would have been about four coffees to get me up and going for it. But um, you know, that's, that's going to be a real tough ask for Seattle. Back-to-back -back road games. I mean, I know Toronto are just living on the road. So uh, I just, you just fancy the arrows in this one. The old glory arrows to return this week, I think. 
Yeah, but the reinforcements for Seattle were significant. They got the front row guys back. You saw that be a difference. Yeah, Mets they, looked good. But no Brad Tucker. Achilles problem, so he's going to be out for a couple more weeks. But they got a kid named Samu Manoa coming in that could probably give you a good 20 minutes. They got yep. uh, another kid coming in from Japan. Mr. Yamada, yeah, well, we'll see uh, We'll see what he can do. But, you know, Toronto's got this guy named Montero who's not half bad, so I'm not worried about that one. Daniel Freejax at NOLA. Nola scuffling a little bit and playing some sloppy rugby. Yeah, little uh, Nola gold. It's all gold one week, and then it looks like uh, fool's gold the week after. So um, they'll they'll get it sorted out. I think Damien Stevens needs to start at nine. I mean the the pace they play at and the backline they have, they have to play quick. I don't know what the game plan is down there, but if I've got that backline, obviously with Robbie Coleman being out, you got Hanno Dirksen who's kind of in the wing. I don't know if he's uh, boots on the ground in, in COVID protocol, what the deal is yet, but I think he can slot into that 10 roll quite nicely with Robbie out, but let, let him, let him sing, you know, Matthew, it's like, you know, having the New York choir and just telling them to be quiet, like just sing quietly. No, let him sing, let him sing let the voices, let them roar. And uh, right. yeah, you Damien know, Stevens, he's the man to do it. Brian, can you give us some insight on the next one? With San Diego, America's Rugby News, give us the scoop. And now they've lost Rob Shaw. Uh, unfortunately, Chris has dislocated his shoulder in the first game out, which is really unfortunate for everybody, for, for the team, for him, for the league, everybody. You know, nobody wants to see that. So hurt. certainly we, we hope the scans come back positive and he gets back uh, sooner than later. Utah is going to be pretty furious about losing at home to Seattle. Now they're going to be in the road, but it's not the, the longest road trip for them. So I'm going to go with uh, the Legion to get back on the win column finally in this one. Utah, what look, two straight losses now. They started the year like world beaters and now two straight losses. So a critical game for both sides. I mean, San Diego desperately need a win to stay in touch on the West. And then Utah were sitting pretty in second place. Now, you know, if they would lose three in a row, they could find themselves on the outside looking in there. All right, this next one, Brian, the Giltinis playing the Sabercats. I know that the Sabercats had a big win, and they made some interesting moves in that lineup. We already talked about it, and, and they paid off. But now you got the Giltinis coming in. I mean, and, and I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be like an, another blowout in favor of the Giltinis. Well, is it? Uh, you know, uh, before this last weekend, I would have said, yeah, this is probably going to be like 60 to nothing, something like that, right? But that's a totally different Houston side that we saw on the weekend against San Diego. Uh, that's going to give them a huge amount of confidence. Are so you basing I this on the arrows racing out to a three-zip lead against the Giltinis? <laughs> no, I'm not predicting Houston to win here, but I am saying that they're going to be in the game and I don't think it's going to be a, a massacre by any sense. Uh, so uh, you have to go with LA. I mean, they're the best team right now. There's no question. Uh, but I, I like Houston to at least make it difficult for, you know, about 60 minutes or so, and then probably give up a couple of more at the end to stretch the lead out for LA. Yeah. yeah. LA is just incredible. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. Uh, is it one because they're Australian, Dan? Is that why? Is that why? They just they just play beautiful rugby, and I enjoy watching beautiful rugby. But Houston have a very strong South American influence, and uh, you can find me more passionate rugby players than from South America. I haven't met them. When we look at Argentina, New Zealand late last year in that first win, the passion there, if, if Paul Healy can stoke those flames – you never know. You just what, never so know. What Saturday are you saying? Night in Houston. What are you saying, Dan? 
LA are going to lose a game this year. For their sake, they probably hope it's not the final. They go undefeated and lose the final. But it would be tough to go through undefeated. And why not Saturday night in Houston? You never know. But I would say LA is going to win this game. Dan, while you're on a proverbial roll and you are the king Gilgroniac, your Gilgronies are hosting Rugby ATL, who are coming off a tough home loss to New York. Yeah, call us butter, baby, because we're on a roll, two in a row. And you talk about the emotion. Everyone wrote us off against Nola. I said too much emotion, roller coaster of the Texas Cup win. We'd be deflated. We go to the gold mine and we uh, plunder and pillage King Creole, King Creole, and we run back to Austin. So it'll be a tough game, but I think they're going to go three in a row. Uh, Sam Harris, Mark Gerard, and the gentlemen out there have got uh, the AGs firing. I like uh, Austin at home as well. I think they're trending in the right direction. You know, a couple close losses to start the campaign, but now they're going. The only concern I have really for them is that they seem to uh, be losing their second rows by the minute. and They can't get through a half without these guys getting hurt. They lost both of them in the first half uh, this past weekend, but they got Isaac Ross coming in. So pretty timely arrival. I, I, I think she's available for this game. So that's a big boost for them for their line out. So uh, yeah, I got to go with Austin at home. HL are going to make this, difficult they're going to be annoyed but with losing uh, you know at home for them but this is a tough trip for them and i like how austin is is heading uh right now how they're trending yeah i think you know second rowers for austin are like drummers in spinal tap they just spinal t- <laughs> simultaneously combust right and uh, you got the other the other side of this though in the front row i think is a big thing you've got some real beef and experience in that Gilgroni's front row where you got youth and exuberance more so in the ATL front row. And I think the experience might win out on this one and free up the backs to do it, do their thing. So I think the Gilgroni's at home, they've got that very good defense. They've been playing great defensive rugby. Wait till they meet the Giltinis and who's Gilchrist going to vote root for that game. But that's, that's drama that we have to wait for. But in the meantime, this is a pretty good one. And I think, I think the Gilgroni's, and King Gilgroniak will be very happy with their results. Guys, we were going to have Steve Lewis on and make him blush, but we can make him blush off camera, Brian, whereas his team, New York, is welcoming Old Glory, D.C., into Jersey City. Jersey City of all places. You should be able to tell us about that, Mr. McCarthy. Uh, yeah, you got to like New York in this one, obviously. It's their home uh, game, even though, you know, they're traveling over to Jersey. But D.C., they had the week off. Uh, you know, they were pretty disappointed against the Arrows. But this is a good-looking uh, New York team all of a sudden. Uh, the team we saw play against Atlanta looked sharp. Uh, they're firing at all cylinders all of a sudden. They got Savetta in the lineup. They're in Jersey City. I just can't pick against that team. I mean, the two biggest mysteries in Jersey is, A, did Tony Soprano die in that diner or did nothing happen? B, where was Rugby United going to play in Jersey? Now we know. So now I've just got to find out what happened to Tony Soprano. But uh, Brian is, is a rugby genius for a reason because he just keeps getting into my mind and saying exactly what I'm thinking too. So I... I will be very hard-pressed to pick against New York here in the next few weeks if they can keep that team together and play like they did uh, against ATL. Great game plan, well-coached, well-executed. The butcher, Dylan Fawcett, won't be coming off. uh, uh, Let me tell you, the hospital beds are not very comfortable. The couches the the husband sleeps on are typically not very comfortable. So um, he'll be better for the the week, but it'll be a good game. He doesn't sleep on a bed. He sleeps on nails. That's the butcher we're talking about. Wakes up and eats him for breakfast. I love it. So, Brian, do we know who's starting at 10 for Old Glory in this one? 
I don't believe Robertson is back yet. Uh, he's got that thumb injury. I believe he was supposed to be out for, oh, you know what? He might be back. He might be targeting round five. So maybe we will see Robertson. So I can't really answer that at the moment. Because um, that's a big it, question, It's right? going to be touch and go. Uh, yeah, you know, we saw the struggles of, of, of Deb, Debulis in the last game. You know, so obviously they're going to want Robertson back. But uh, I guess we're just going to find out when the lineups come out later this week. Yeah, because if they're going with three rookies at fly half and on the wings again against this New York team, I think they're going to be in trouble. And that's not a knock on the kids. They just don't have the experience. And the players that they're going to be going up against will be great experience for them going forward. But I don't think it's going to translate into a win. New York on home soil, finally. It's going to be 67 degrees and sunny on Sunday here in New York. It's going to be a perfect day for rugby. So I think there's going to be some champagne rugby played. And I think New York is going to be spilling in most of it. Final thoughts, Dan. Uh, I think we're going to start seeing a huge increase in the in the rugby. Like we're technically at the preseason week, right? Like four weeks of preseason games is a typical kind of run for professional rugby. We just hit week four. I think there was a, a step up in the games that we saw in terms of like just ball handling, execution, little things like that. It's been exciting, but this week I feel like there's going to be a big ramp up. Now for the fans, you'll really get to see the identity of your teams, like who they are, who's improving, who's you know, looking to 2022 already. So there's a lot of uh, storylines that will come to a head this weekend. So it's going to be great watching. Yeah, Brian, that was going to be basically my question. Dan just answered it. What, you know, when can we expect to see teams at at least near full strength? Because, you know, everybody's got their struggles with COVID or phases or this or that, an injury. You know, we're, we're almost getting there. We're not quite getting there. It'll be interesting to see if teams can stay alive until that point. But any rumored players coming into the league, Brian? Rumored players. Uh, you know, we, we kind of got them already out of San Diego. We got Patty Ryan, the big announcement there. Seattle's been throwing all these units. Here's a couple for you for ATL. We saw one of them actually sneak onto the bench this past game. Adrian Carels, a uh, super fast uh, little guy out there. He's played fullback, but he also plays 10. Wouldn't be surprised to see him there. They're going to have a new guy prop this week named Vikas Gronewald. Uh, he plays a uh, tight head prop out of South Africa. So another unit for them to give them that one-two combo with uh, Saulo the big Fiji. And so that's a big pickup for them. So, hey, you know, we'll see how he goes in the scrum. So uh, yeah, we're, we're still waiting. Guys are arriving. Uh, maybe a Lockie McCaffrey in the future for Austin. We're just kind of waiting to see if that one's going to happen. Uh, um, so that's where we're at, but Hey, injuries are also playing a part. We saw Rob Shaw. We saw Robertson. He's coming way back. So how about New England, Brian? Oh yeah. We can't forget about him. Tara and Tembu, their big name signing from the off season. V's is all good to go. Should be on the field for them. He'll be a big addition at number eight adds a lot of leadership. So really looking forward to see him in MLR. And you may or may not see something happening with New York in the back row, but I don't have any more information than that right now, but if it happens, it should be significant. You know, the, the rust is gone from the preseason, but there's still lots more drama to come. Lots of drama indeed, and we'll have it all covered for you next week as well. But on behalf of Mr. Brian Ray and Mr. Dan Power and my boy Shasky, I'm Matt McCarthy. We're out of time, ladies and gentlemen, but do us a favor. Come back next week, and in the meantime, check out our other segments, including our Major League Rugby Show. Our Global Rugby Recap, What Are the Odds? Our Major League Rugby Sports Bet Show with the Philly Godfather, John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE legend, and Gifty Bailu, Martial Law, the Zach Attack. And please sign up for our American Red Cross Rugby Wrap-Up Blood Donor Team.